for plebs, by plebs, dropping the Bitcoin only signal. Pleb underground. Welcome everyone to the Pleb Underground. You've taken an orange pill, central bankers with another hike. You're back, Pleb Underground, Walton Phil on the mic. How are we doing, Phil? I love it. I love it. That was great. Fantastic. You're better rhymer than me. Definitely better beats than me. Okay, so, but, uh, all right. We're Pleb Underground. This is episode seven, and we are about to take a look at the numbers. Okay, but before we do, Walton, who are these numbers brought to us by? The numbers, of course, by timechainstats.com. That's timechainstats.com. At the time of this recording, the block height is 755,387. The Bitcoin price, 18,792. The total public lightning capacity, 4,817.13. Moscow time, 53.21. And the chain rewrite days, 8.11. It's a good number, 8.11. Those, those are the stats. Those are the numbers kicking off the show. And we do have Walton. Did wait before we dive into anything. Walton, did you want to comment on the numbers? Was there was there anything colorful you wanted to add to the numbers? I mean, it sounds like there's some still some cheap sats there. How long will there be cheap sats? No one knows. Keep stacking. Keep stacking. All right. So he's got he's 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 ready for the hopium. That's that that's what I'm understanding. He's Walton's ready for some hopium. Okay. But before we before we dive into some hopium, first let's let's take a look at some numbers related fun. And when I say numbers related fun, it's all it's all loosely related, right? Because it, it's all Bitcoin. Anyways, let's take a look here. We've got a tweet from Roger Ver. For the people who don't know who Roger Ver is, yeah, we still have to explain this sometimes. So Roger Ver, you know, used to be called Bitcoin Jesus. He was a great evangelist for Bitcoin. And unfortunately, um, he attempted to shape a specific narrative for Bitcoin. And when Bitcoiners didn't all hop on the bandwagon, um, he ended up getting very upset and him, Jihan Wu and Craig Wright forked off and made uh, Bitcoin cash, uh, which is not Bitcoin at all. Anyways, anyways. So that's I just the very quick. I wish they would fork quick... off a bit more. Sorry? I wish they would fork off a bit more. Well, you know, they're tr you know we're, we're trying to get them to fork off. <laughs> you know, fork right off. Just fork right up. Get the fork out of here. Okay. Anyways, so let's take a look at this tweet. EVM chains seem to be the future. For the people who don't know what EVM is, he's talking about Ethereum virtual machines. And um, yeah, that's a load of crap. So here we go. Preston Pish, love his response. Ethereum cash. Exactly. That is exactly right. And that should tell you everything. That should tell you everything about his support. So for Ethereum what virtual layer, machines. Phil, what layer is that on 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 the 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 Amazon um, web services? Uh, can you call it a blockchain or is it just a distributed data cent center? Like I don't. What level is it on top of Amazon essentially? Look, it it's multiple. So first of all, it's like layer twenty five thousand. Okay, <laughs> no I'm kidding. But look, it's definitely not the base layer. And even if it was, um, those data centers are all are, are all owned by by Amazon. So even though they are in different places, that is not decentralization in any way, shape, or form. That that's that that's a hundred percent sure. 
but it's okay. We all know we all know that Jeff Bezos has a bigger say in um, in uh, in Ethereum than people people would like to think. Anyways, anyways, let's move on to a little bit more of something closer related to the numbers, to the stats, and you know what? Let's let's read through the story first. And then we'll dive into the commentary. So here we go. I gave up being civil for toxic Bitcoin maximalism years ago. Now, when someone shit posts that Bitcoin is going to zero, I set a five-year reminder and rub it in their smug faces. This guy was off by 415%. Meanwhile, his native currency lost 17% of its value. Okay. So here we go. This is a this is actually a um it's a post written back by Jonathan, uh, by Jonathan Levi. Here we go. Hi, Saul. Five years ago this week, you predicted that Bitcoin would go to zero. At the time, the price of Bitcoin was 3,582.88. And I remember lots of people making fun of me buying Bitcoin at those prices. Anyways, today, Bitcoin is down significantly from, e from even one week ago. It's only 18,448. This means that rather than a loss of 100% of its value, as you predicted, it actually increased by 415%. Okay, anyways, we're not going to dive into that, into his whole uh, his whole message. The point, the point of all this is the low time preference. The point is to zoom out, okay? And when we do zoom out, Bitcoin makes incredible amount of sense, okay? It, it, is, uh, it is by far... It, it is by far the best, most secured, I hate to say asset because it, it just puts it into that box, but it is, it, it is by far, you know, the, the most secured asset that you can get. So, you know what, let these no coiners, you know, have their, have their time in the sun and let them sit there and freak out being all happy. Look at that. Bitcoin's dead. Listen, Bitcoin has died so many times. I believe it's died more than 400 times now. Anyways, Walton, what are your thoughts on? Uh, do, do you like the uh, the style that this guy has? He comes back five years later and he shits on you for being wrong. <laughs> yeah, I kind of like it. Um, I mean, I I, I feel like you got to collect those timestamps, and that's that's a lot of work. I often see you often see GG, um, you know, stamping tweet stamping, um, some you know seriously left curve takes. Um, I'm I'm sure to to pull up at a later date. I have to be honest. I've um, I've tweet stamped a few times myself, and I don't know if I ever got the notification. And do I have to go somewhere specific to get that notification? I, I always thought no it would just kind of pop. No idea, to be honest. Yeah, I me have neither. No idea. But I've added the stamp <laughs> to some stupid takes. I'm just waiting for them to. I just assume it's going to pop back up in my feed or something. But uh, you know, you, I could be wrong. Yeah, maybe you're just a boomer, Phil. Uh, you know what? They mistake the us Gen Xers for boomers quite often, but we are actually not boomers. We are actually not boomers. We are the first generation to get screwed from the boomers after the boomers. Gen X. All right. You got anything uh, else for the numbers? Um, I mean, I, I like 2140. It's a, it's a good number. 2140 data, of course, at 2140 data, the producer of timechainstats.com. We love you. Thank you. Shameless plug for timechainstats.com. Ant. Ant is definitely a good dude. Love what he brings to the space. All right. So on that note, we are going to move on to Hopium.
The Hopium segment is brought to you by RepresentLTD.com. Walton, tell them about Represent. Whether you're a shitcoiner who needs to repent or you're a Bitcoin pleb, you should rep Represent. You should check out this fresh apparel, very high quality garments. RepresentLTD.com. Phil, you got some Hopium for us? Shout out to all the plebs that are providing us links and helping us out. Because obviously, you know, we can't be everywhere all the time. So it's fantastic when people shoot us links or tag us in tweets, you know, about uh, about some fun information or something that, you know, could be relevant to the show. So shout out to you guys. All right, here we go. Let's let's dive into it. So we've got the Nasdaq exchange jumping on the quote unquote crypto bandwagon as it released a cryptocurrency custody service aimed at institutional clients. That's right. They are going to stand there and do absolutely nothing for you while they custody your Bitcoin. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much what custodying other people's Bitcoin entails is taking away their ability to be sovereign. <laughs> that's what that's what custody services are. Anyways, I, I'm sorry, but I just I find it so laughable that all these, uh, you know, like the, the Nasdaq exchange before we saw Goldman Sachs offering this up to their customers. But anyways, I digress. This is what do you think about NIDIG? Like to, to me, NIDIG do something similar right they custody assets for institutional clients and we think nidig are maybe a positive force i get that these guys are you know it's like more more old money tradfi but i don't know like at the I end mean, of the I, day I think it's not, a... not your keys not your coins like if you i, I don't really care about in, institutions putting bitcoin on their balance sheet but anyway let's have a look yeah, exactly. You know, like that—that's that—that's kind of the thing, though, right? I mean, in my eyes, like Nidig, like I don't really care what institution offers custody services. That to me, like they're they're all the same. The only difference is the only difference is to your point. The, these are now tradfi more and more traditional finance companies that are coming in and they are offering these services because they're trying to play catch up. Anyways, anyways, let's let's proceed here. You just saw Nasdaq Exchange wants to offer custody services. Now, we've got from uh, this is actually out of the UAE Royal Family of Dubai company partners uh, with Coin Corner to facilitate Bitcoin transactions in the UAE. Now, uh, for the people who don't know, uh, in uh, in the UAE, um, when you convert your Bitcoin, all of that is non is not taxable. So they so already is, have. So Sorry, yeah, they, don't, they don't have any capital gains so you have you have a bunch of uh crypto whales and degen traders living there because they they don't have capital gains um they you know they have access to cheap uh, migrant workers so uh hospitality services are very very good quality um and, and and actually you know um not that bad value for money um it's a it's it's a popular holiday destination uh, for many europeans um but yeah it's a it's a it's it's mainly a kind of tourism focus like i i i shared this story with you phil because i don't really think it is huge like i i, I think i commented on, on on this post saying like asking gandalf why he thought why he thought this was a, a big deal um and i feel like i got a, a word salad to me this is this is this is nothing for bitcoin i think it's a big deal for coin corner coin corner um, you know, in respect to respect to those guys, you know, Danny up on the Isle of Man and his crew, um, you know, they're they're expanding into in, into a new market. Um, they're going to be 
I'm sure making some extra money. Um, but I, I don't see this as a, as a big deal for, um, for Bitcoin itself. Um, I, I've been to Dubai a bunch of times. Um, I, I, before I ever owned Bitcoin, I saw adver adverts in Dubai on buildings saying that you could buy new properties with Bitcoin. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's, but it's good, really good news for Danny. So yeah, congrats. Yeah, I, I totally agree. You know, like that, that was the thing. Like when I, when I read this in the group and by the way, thank you for sharing it. I was like, yeah, this is hopium because again, right. This kind of comes at a time when, you know, Bitcoin's dead, you know, in quotations, Bitcoin died. And so, you know, you see this type of information, which is like, well, look, you know, like Bitcoin's bound to turn around. Look at this great news. This is a giant nothing burger for Bitcoin and, and moving on. Right. So, so here we go, right. We've got, I, I think people need to really appreciate when you get to the point in a market, okay, where it doesn't make a difference how much good news comes out. It doesn't make people see the rosy future. And this is where we are in Bitcoin right now. Okay. We're at that point where it doesn't make a difference. What good news you throw at the wall, nothing sticks and zero fucks given. Okay, nobody cares. Anyways, anyways, moving on, moving on. Here we go. We had this drop on September 21st, 2022. Russian state departments agreed to legalize Bitcoin mining in energy abundant regions. Let them earn money. Chair of Congress Finance Committee. Okay, this, this is old news. Okay, let's take a look at this article from February 15th, 2022. Right, so this is back in February. Russian ministry pushes to legalize Bitcoin mining in some areas. Bitcoin mining, which exists in some in something of a legal gray area, should be recognized as a form of commercial activity and taxed once coins are converted into rubles. To incentivize industry growth, the ministry also seeks to introduce lower electricity rates and tariffs for setting up Bitcoin mining farms in certain areas. Russia's central bank, however, isn't so keen on the idea. It is pushed to have Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies outright banned, citing risks to the financial system and volatility concerns. Ah, oh, that's right. The horrible volatility of Bitcoin. What's interesting is that many people, many people um, flock to financial markets specifically for volatility because volatility equals opportunity. So it's kind of funny how they, you know, how they, they portray volatility as terrible when it comes to Bitcoin, right? But great when it comes to the assets that they can control and that, and, and that they can monitor <laughs> and monetize, of course. Anyways, anyways. Okay, so this was February, right? This was February. This is not old. This is not new news. And now we fast forward to today, right? Fast forward to today. Bank of Russia, finance ministry agree on crypto mining regulation. Crypto? February, they're talking about Bitcoin. Now, all of a sudden, they're, they're crypto washing it. So here we go. The Central Bank of Russia and the Ministry of Finance have adopted a joint position on the regulation of crypto mining. Make no mistake, nobody's mining your shitcoin. <laughs> they're just talking about you Bitcoin. You can't even mine Ethereum anymore, right? So what are they going to mine? Doge? Doge is, is the second highest proof of work coin, right? So, so what, then you're going you're gonna to mine, you're going to merge mine it with Litecoin? Are you mad? 
It's just, it, it, this is, nobody's mining this shit. So at the end of the day, they're saying crypto, but it's all Bitcoin. Anyways, so here we go. The Bitcoin-related activity has been expanding in the energy-rich nation, both as profitable industry and as a source of additional income for many Russians. People, this is our signal in all of this crap. Aksakov uh, believes that cryptocurrency mining should be allowed only in the regions with abundant energy resources and prohibited in those that experience shortages. Always got to keep some layer of control. The majority of officials in Moscow also share the view that the Russian Federation should exploit its competitive advantages in the field of crypto mining, which were highlighted by the Russian president too. Okay, so... Right. We've got the Nasdaq exchange coming to the table. You know, we've got the UAE really, you know, just repeating what everybody already kind of knew. Hey, we accept Bitcoin over here. And then we've got Russia rehashing. Uh, essentially, it's rehashing an old piece of news and saying that they're coming closer to that legislation. Now, so, the so signal what you're saying is it's a story about Russia, but no one's Russian. <laughs> It's a story about Russia, but no one's Russian. No, but the the whole the whole piece about this is is that you can't stop Bitcoin's incentives. So all of this crap, right? All of these stories, they're, they're really they're really nothing. Okay, they're, they're really giant nothing burgers in in the grand scheme of things. But what is real is that people are looking, and not only that, but the government of Russia recognizes, recognizes the opportunity in Bitcoin mining and has to find a way to make it palatable that they're going to, that they're going to start doing this. Okay. So they have to find a way to go against the mainstream ESG narrative and say, Hey, listen, we're not going to let Bitcoin destroy the world. We're going to do this conscientiously. It doesn't make a difference. It's the Bitcoin incentives that matter. And once a human or an organization recognizes what those incentives are they're going to find a way to find a way to mine bitcoin or buy bitcoin or hold bitcoin but find some way to get it so anyways to me the, those three articles are just kind of hopium and as i said no amount of good news in times like this is going to change the needle so i, I know i know that people think that it's just around the corner of bitcoin 50k but i unfortunately I, I just don't see it. The, the macro picture, yeah, and unfortunately, we are all humans, right? We are all governed in some way by our emotions. Uh, the macro picture is kind of telling us that we're in for a bit of, you know, we're in for some bumpy times ahead before the, uh, you know, before the light at the end of the tunnel. Walton, thoughts? Thoughts on the hopium? I mean, yeah, right right now, everything's getting, getting tightened except for the, the, the belts of, you know, those in the the cantillon class yeah look i i agree and not only that but um this week they uh jeff powell everybody stood around uh waiting waiting for the old man to come outside and proclaim what the what the interest rate uh what, what the interest rate's going to be so they raised it by 75 basis points so that's almost a full percentage point I, I think that I, I don't think that people really appreciate, you know, how big of a move that was. But the reality is it's a drop in the bucket. <laughs> so, anyways, look, this is where we're at right now. Yeah, but I think if you if you go from, I don't know, something like three percent to six percent, you know, as the rates, the yields on on U.S. sovereign debt, the 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 proportion of 
um, taxpayer money that is essentially going to pay the the interest goes from fifteen percent to you know over fifty. So it, it 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 may not seem like a lot, but the 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 trickle on effects um, are exponential um, uh, because that's how uh, interest works. Um, yeah. Uh, the the whole <laughs> I say I start saying Western world, but no, basically. <laughs> basically all countries are in some stage of a debt spiral um and there's this um like that evergrande boat going backwards and forwards in in the in that canal um the 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 policies um will just be flipping from from easing to tightening um to to fight um unemployment and um inflation respectively um which which seems to be that you know the, the two kind of foci that um that central banks focus on because um once again this comes back to a, a kind of idea that um christine lagarde has has referenced that um you you know you shouldn't you shouldn't um you shouldn't expect for your savings to be protected you should be thankful to have a job essentially and so th- th- these these central elites um yeah want to focus on 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 making sure all, all you cattle are um getting farmed properly um if if you're not working you can't be taxed we keep getting this narrative pushed that savings is some type of a sin you know, make, make, like having savings is is bad. Like you are with, you know, you are essentially withholding from the economy. But but I'll tell you something, and and this is what I've learned. Um, in saving, what happens is, at least in in my particular case, you sure you do save, so you do withhold from some smaller purchases, maybe purchases that you don't necessarily need. But what it does is, is that it shifts your thinking from high time preference, which is immediate uh, instant gratification to low time preference, where, you know, you may end up not spending as much on the day to day, but then you may end up spending more on some big ticket items that add uh, what you believe to be, or what I believe to be a certain amount of value in our lives. You know, so right. It's like, about like deferred there's only, gratification. There's only so much... I'm sorry. It's about deferred gratification. Yes. It's it's, it's not about um, denying yourself uh, from but, from anything uh, pleasant and being a you know some sort of um, what's the word? Not pilgrim. I've forgotten that. Peasant. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Puritan. Like it's not about Puritanism. It's about um, delayed delayed gratification, uh, building for the future, low time preference. But I do think there's a funny interplay between low time preference and saving, and I'm not sure if actually, the, the, well, I think I think I do think there's inter- interdependence. Like the more low time preference you have, the better you can save, and the better you can save, the the more low time preference y- you can be because you've you're essentially building up a, a a runway which enables that that headspace to to think more strategically, to be more um, forward planning, to to be proactive, not reactive it's a positive feedback loop. Like that's the, you know, that that's essentially what it is. Okay. So tinfoil hat time. Okay. Um, I, I, I believe that, um, for whatever reason, the, the powers that be, I shouldn't say for whatever reason, I think it's to mask, it's to mask our losing purchasing power. But I, I believe that, um, 
we are incentivized to spend money as quickly as possible because if there were more savers, more people would realize um, the erosion of their purchasing, of our purchasing power. And as a result... Well, there's, there's that, but also hmm? most people are struggling and so actually they, they have to spend the, the, the money and they don't they don't even get the chance to save. So actually, yeah, you're you're right. There's, there's, there's kind of gaslighting um to or, or, or ch a changing of incentives in the fiat system to drive less saving and then there's also um you know tr true now commodity inflation as well as the asset inflation that's been rampant um hitting um you know many people and their their ability to save um is becoming less um i like if if people aren't, aren't adopting bitcoin I, I i don't really see where they're headed that's right. This was supposed to be a hopium segment where we make people hopeful for a, for a Bitcoin future. So you know what? On that note, you want to opt out of this disaster? Start learning about Bitcoin, start stacking Bitcoin, and make sure that you store your Bitcoin yourself. You hold your own keys. You learn about running a node or downloading Bitcoin Core, or you get yourself a hardware wallet. Do a combination of these things. That's why this is the Hopium segment, because signing device. Bi because Bitcoin is the future. Thank you. Signing device. Yes. Not hardware wallet. A signing device. Don't worry. Eventually I'm gonna get it right, Walton. Lang right. Language is important, but it's um we have to recognize like the, the the language you use with certain groups doesn't have to be the same. If you want to call it hardware wallet in in, in the privacy of your home, you're very you're very welcome to. But I do think the signing device describes it more accurately, so I'll, I'll keep campaigning for that. I love um, it. That change in the language, um, yeah, w words are important. Um, sp speech uh, should be free. Um, this is what this is what Bitcoin's all about. Um, and on the topic of free speech. I'd like to talk um, about something in, in Shitcoin Corner if we're if we're ready for it, Phil. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're ready for Shitcoin Corner. All right, we are moving over to the Shitcoin Corner. The Shitcoin Corner is brought to you by Crypto Cloaks. Check them out, CryptoCloaks.com. Use the code Pleb Underground for five percent off. I've got over here, I actually just got this today. Uh, no, I got it this week, a couple of days ago. Very this cool, is Phil. the, that's right, it is the Space Cat Hodl and Knot ornament. I probably should get a full sized one. I also got a bunch of these awesome, this is actually my favorite sticker, the Nerd Castle stickers. That's right, from Crypto guess, Cloaks. I, Check them I guess out, CryptoCloaks.com. Sorry, could be a helmet for That could be a helmet for a different head, maybe, Phil. Um, but no, certainly, yeah. If you if you head over to uh, Crypto Cloaks, use the pleb, use the code pleb underground. You get five percent off everything and fifty percent of the 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 profits um, of the Hodlnor helmet go to defendingbtc.com. Um, of course, uh, we've just wrapped up uh, the trial, and it's going to be a, a few weeks uh, before we we get a verdict. Um, but this is the first the first story I want to share with you guys today. We're going to have a little look at the, the final analysis um, from Arthur Van Pelt. Um, we've had excellent commentary from um, from Mills, from Norbert, um, but for, yeah, to me, um, Arthur, so for the so uh, for the listeners summarizes... on audio only, uh, Walton, we're we're talking about the uh, we're talking about the uh, CSW Hodl and Not trial, right? That's taking place right indeed, now. Indeed, indeed, okay. yes. So this is this is just 
Um, this is just finished. Um, the, the final statements happened uh, yesterday, I believe. Um, and I just want to uh, share a little bit of analysis uh, from from this week. Um, CSW um, had a case against Kleiman uh, in November. Sorry, against the really against the estate of of Kleiman uh, in November 2021, um, where they where they lost despite uh, the reporting uh, from CoinGeek. Um, and the, the plaintiff um, were, were awarded uh, hundred sorry was awarded one hundred and forty three million dollars uh, in damages, including a prejudgment interest. Um, and this was the second time um, within a year that CSW uh, made an appearance in a in a public civil trial. Um, but the court case this time against Hodlnort, um was different because. Firstly, um, he was uh, taking uh, someone with a, a pseudonym to court um, rather than um, challenging um, someone who, who's, whose name they knew throughout. Um, essentially, uh, what Hodlnort demanded was that Craig Wright prove that he was Satoshi, uh, even though we all know he's not. Um, uh, this was originally... Um, kind of a key challenge uh, but it did it did later get uh, decided by by the judge that they weren't going to rule on on this um let me show you a couple of couple of parts from from this trial so so here um i've got a little excerpt uh, from from the article uh, we have Hodlenor um being sued not just uh, in in Norway but also uh, in in the UK, or rather, I think Craig sued him in the UK, and then he countersued Norway. Uh, but there are essentially two cases happening um, in parallel. Um, um, in in both situations, Craig is essentially uh, required to prove that he is uh, Satoshi, and uh, because Hodlnor is using something called the truth defense, arguing essentially that um, his his speech is protected uh, because he is telling the truth. Um, which I think is um, uh, like seems to be the, the the right the right way to argue this. Um, certainly in the UK, where I am, uh, freedom of speech laws aren't aren't what they should be. Um, my personal belief: you should be able to you know say say what you want, no matter how offensive. Um, and if and if other people should then obviously then have the ability to to ridicule you um, or ignore you or, or or you know whatever. Speech is not violence. Um, nonetheless, let's let's dig on. Um, a, a notable uh, point here: um, Hodlnor, um using those uh, those defense funds um, efficiently, only had two lawyers. Uh, meanwhile, um, Craig has has nine lawyers. No, uh, so that's four from uh, his uh, his uh, Scandinavian firm um, representing him in this case, and also five from Ontier, um, the, the the English lawyers who who lost the previous case for him. Um, or sorry, they they won a pound or something for his for his. Uh, or did they get sacked? I forget. Anyway, the, the these these other lawyers um, shadowing essentially um, to uh, who were flown in uh, from England um, because they're researching for the, for the other case that's going to happen. Um, yeah, so it, it seems once again, Mister Calvin Air. Um, is is suffering from this this gambler's fallacy where he thinks he's getting close to a win and so he throws more and more and more money at this uh, i don't really believe that calvin uh believes that csw is is Satoshi. of course he, he's not but 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 i think calvin uh yeah is is desperate uh for this win to try and get 
try and get some of this money back you know the money that csw has, has convinced him to put into uh bsv but also um all of these these legal expenses that that uh um and and penalties that keep being awarded to um the, the people uh that the bsv guys are going against in 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 court um here we see a tweet from a shitcoiner um um apparently something called avalanche which sounds really stable anyway um he says over the years i've developed a good sense for the craig touch he brings the iq down of any group he is in that's why there isn't a single smart person behind bsv and that's why the attacks are going to be super dumb um i've spent a bunch of time probably more time that, than i would like with uh bsv folks in on clubhouse in twitter spaces um and it, sometimes it, it it feels charitable to to entertain some of their questions but more often than not that they, they don't actually there's there's no there's no really there's no thinking going on either they're they're a bit brain dead or they seem to have some sort of devious plan whether they're getting paid to shill but it's often it, it, it it's very schemy it's often hey can you can you can, can you look at these or can you talk about uh, these links and they and they're sharing kind of you know f falsified or or just terrible takes on 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 history and historical documents like there's no there's a lack of integrity in in their learning process um uh yeah i i i don't really understand how how anyone can think um craig is is satoshi uh, but nonetheless he's running around the world um doing something that i feel is very much against the spirit of of what satoshi believed in satoshi believed in free speech which is why we have uh you know a censorship resistant um messaging system um that that we've never had before um and if satoshi um really wanted to control uh speech uh he, he wouldn't have invented bitcoin and thus i i think it's impossible that 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 craig uh, or anyone related to to bsv who's running around the world suing people for for their speech could possibly uh also be uh satoshi someone who 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 championed free speech it's really difficult to give a summary of that entire um that entire trial so far so good work uh picking out the uh you know like the uh, the juicy bits um so this is you know this is kind of a it's a touchy thing right um you know right now essentially you know bitcoin's 13 years old and you've got this person who um essentially by way of the legal system is trying to coerce certain behavior in his favor okay um and it's a lot of what he's done already has been debunked from multiple sources okay in in reality right but none of this has gone through the legal system so i my point is is this is that unfortunately i think that somebody uh like a csw this type of character this type of character had to come along this type of character had to come along and do this and i think that <laughs> i think 
Is that Kurt? Yeah, I was going to say that's Kurt next to him. That is the self-proclaimed Bitcoin historian. Um, but, you know, I, like I think a gorilla, that... gorilla, right? Sorry? No, I said he looks like a gorilla. That's offensive to gorillas, but no, I think he, he yeah. runs, a, a, I think it's something called Gorilla Pool, which is uh, like, I don't know, some, some oh, centralized well, that thing. Wasn't that we guy actually yesterday? heard from some, the guy yesterday. So yeah, so if you're a BSV guy, what you can do is you can buy some really expensive miners, you can ship them to Kurt, and then he'll mine for you um apparently so he's apparently kurt's doing um well come it's like a compass model but maybe i mean it's even worse right because it's bsv uh so uh yeah bsv without a moral compass um yeah just just the worst yeah so so my point was was that essentially um we needed we, we needed to have a bad actor like this come along um, it doesn't make a difference whether it's him or anything like that. I just look at it like symbolically CSW could be somebody else. It's, it's completely irrelevant, but I, I do think in Bitcoin's journey, this character was bound to show up, bound to start doing these types of things. And unfortunately, you know, um, un unfortunately, uh, it, it, it's causing, it's causing a lot of problems and grief, you know, for, for the people involved and really. I don't see any benefit for him personally to actually be found as Satoshi, which obviously I, I know is not going to be the case. You know, like I just I I don't see how it can be. I mean, for me, I, I know it's going to sound uh, it's going to sound uh, hypocritical, but you know, it, if it were to come out some type of verdict that says, oh yeah, you know, he is Satoshi, I, I'm pretty sure that nobody's going to believe it anyways. It makes no difference because he can't move the coins. So like you can't move the coins, you can't be Satoshi. I'm really sorry. Like you just you can't. You know, I know you think you can, but you can't. So I, I think we had no choice. I think we had no choice but to have a CSW. I, I think that, you know, that this is gonna teach everybody a very valuable lesson. Um I, I think that it's also kind of a um it's also a lesson in the fact that what we write on online doesn't disappear. Because as as Norbert and uh, Milzenot and Wiz are documenting this every single day on Twitter, you know that they're they're talking about um, certain Bitcoin pleb groups and they're, they're talking about certain tweets, right? Like so, don't forget, you know, everything that we write and we post it, it it doesn't disappear. It it's still there. Anyway, sorry, Walton, continue. Yeah, so the the point that you're making is that what what you put out what you put out there um, will be part of history. Um, but the the summary that I get from the trial and from from uh, Arthur's work um, is that um, Craig is constantly trying to make up history, um, not not just erase it. So um, the, there's a, a few a few points here of kind of that I think summarize it very well. Um, some some patterns of how CSW. Um, has been behaving over the years to try and further this this claim that he is uh, Satoshi. Um, so the first, yeah, not signing a, a Satoshi-related block address or any uh, public Bitcoin address that, that Craig claims to own and control. Uh, since 2013, when Craig's Bitcoin fraud began in Australia, he'd have been repeatedly requested to sign a plethora of addresses by the ATO, which I believe is the Australian Tax Office, uh, but no such request, nor any attempt by Craig to display a credible, publicly verifiable signature in later years has resulted in an acceptable result. So 
yeah, we've we've not seen him, him sign. Um, we the second point, Craig has been creating a lot of uh, Satoshi counterfeits. Uh, so he's been he's been faking history as as well as making it up. Um, uh, so he's and he's not shying away from using. It's weird. So he's submitting in a bunch of different trials, um, forged evidence. Um, and we say a lot. It's an understatement. There's literally hundreds of them that that are getting identified as forgeries. Um, Hodlon trial uh, showed a few more. Um, and then finally we have, um, and I think this is probably the, the most significant one, um, in part because um, this this is actually where uh, shitcoiners uh, excel, and that's in uh, manipulating people. So we have Craig deploying eyewitnesses eyewitnesses right uh people that he's actually managed to deceive over the years so calvin i'm, I'm sure is one of them obviously not not in the trial here but um i'm sure there's a number of these people um you know have vested interests uh in in craig doing doing well um how who knows but you know again behavior is driven by incentives um why would why would people um you know want to go to court and help these guys um unless they're 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 holding something over them or they have some sort of financial incentive doesn't make sense to me um so we have yeah all of these eyewitnesses um turning up in court but they're only able to uh recollect that craig's uh been satoshi since 2014 um and not you know six years before when when bitcoin uh or sorry five years before when, when bitcoin was was created it how, doesn't look good does it phil how could <laughs> how could they it's like how could they remember it if it's not true he only started pretending then so obviously he didn't exist before that and okay so it's interesting that you bring that up about the eyewitnesses and only remembering this stuff since 2014 so when I first started to really dive down the Bitcoin only rabbit hole, um, you know, like one of the things I had to debunk for myself was the stuff like BCH and BSV. OK, um, and not debunk in the sense of like, hey, those could be the real Bitcoin. No, I debunk them in the sense of like, OK, what makes them a shitcoin? You know, like besides the fact that they are not Bitcoin, but essentially started digging through the Bitcoin, uh, the Bitcoin threads from Satoshi. And it's extremely difficult to reconcile the person that was responding in those emails, okay, and in those threads with the human being that CSW, you know, the, the, the human being that CSW portrays. Like, I, I just don't see, like, and, and I saw that there was some, uh, there was some comment that, that apparently uh, he's, he's, he's autistic. Um, so... I mean, I personally don't see what that has anything to do with any of that. I, I've known quite a send few Send him autists. to the council. Send him to the council. Yeah, we'll exactly. judge. But I think fucking bullshit is what I'm calling. Like, Thank you. Like, I'm sorry. If if you're autistic, you believe in fairness and what they're doing is nothing. Is not, is not, it's not even close to fair. It, it just has. So th this is the point, right? It's not. It, it's neither here nor there. It doesn't. It doesn't make a difference. So so what? He's autistic. So that means that. Oh well, that means everything that he wrote was written by a different person, and he became somebody completely like. No, that that's not how this works. Okay, that's not how autism works. Like Walton, you can call me on it. You know, like I I just don't see that. That's how it works. So for me, I, I see a bunch right, of. He's I, pompous. I see a, like you can't. 
it's really really difficult for autistic people to be pompous because they don't have it just it just doesn't happen right there you've seen the meme where it's the guy standing in the corner they don't know about right that's the autistic guy yeah he's not he's not in the middle of it just like this oh well yes when i invent when i when i read in the white paper oh i mean i mean when i wrote it like come on no just no that video from yellow by the way is so I good love it yellow's the best <laughs> did you read it or did you write it oh no you know? oh no <laughs> okay we're gonna have to put Very a link good. to that in the show notes so that people we know will. what we're talking we about indeed. i i do have I, I do have that saved so don't worry we'll, we'll add that in there but yeah look this 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 trial um you know we, we have to give a uh, definitely got to give a special shout out to you know hodl and not because he is the one that is absolutely dealing with all of this crap you know we just get to sit here and and make commentary on this but th this is genuinely taken a toll you know on his life you know uh you know mentally and everything like that and 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 that's just not fair you know um craig uh CSW, BSV, whatever it is, you know, chose to aim at him because of his perceived popularity. Um, but look, at, at the end of the day, it kind of put up a flag to let, you know, everybody know, look, you know, if you're if you're going to if you're going to go out and say something, you might have to really stand behind what you've said. And, and I think that, you know what, like good or bad, like Hoddlenoth is going all the way to the end with this. And you know what? I I, I think that fate. I, I think that history is going to look kindly. Think that I think that history is going to look kindly upon Hodlinoth. I can't this, say the same though. I can't say the same for for the BSV camp. Right. This week in Chikwankon, I've chosen to focus on a on I guess two areas that um, that I think are part of kind of attacks on Bitcoin. Right. People say everything's good for Bitcoin. And actually, me and Phil are going to do a little special. Uh, maybe maybe in a week or two um, about about whether everything's good for Bitcoin or not. But I, I see certainly two two attacks here, right? The 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 BSV guys are attacking attacking Bitcoin as attacking their free speech um, uh, and and trying to use you know the 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 fiat system against against Bitcoiners um, in terms of the legal system. Um, but what we also see um, is um, people like Sam Bankman Freed trying to leverage the political system um and what's the term and and I guess and the and the media right against uh bitcoin trying to fight proof of work Coerce. Um, and I feel like also you know buying political support um and also probably also um influencing the the media I think in in more you know surreptitious ways um you you saw um you know the the recent kind of crypto collapse um and and it seemed as if the media were 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 acting like sam was this this lender of last resort right and this is this is the story um i want to get uh want to get into um, so a few a few tweets here from Otteru. Sam Bankman-Fried was styled by the media as this lender of last resort, but was he really, or was this part of um, a, a game of optics that that he was playing? He's not he's not a stupid guy, and I think this is this is another one of those. Um, so it it actually seems right that he's baiting himself out more than anyone else. What a Let's have a little look at what's happened here. So some context for you. We saw uh, just you know a quarter ago, um, 
multi-billion dollar companies were losing up to 99% of their value in a few weeks. Terra Luna, you see Doquan um, currently on, I believe on the run from, from Korean authorities um, at present. Uh, BlockFi, um, we, we saw them get scooped up. And of course, um, uh, you know, cer certain uh, investors in BlockFi um, in, in previous rounds, um, potentially not not doing very well on their their, their block fi uh in, investment sorry nick not sorry um then His we star saw will continue you know, to rise yeah starfish will continue to rise in jail maybe uh yeah, if don't drop the soap uh celsius uh you know three arrows voyager with all these shitcoin shitcoin funds um seemingly vaporizing sam bankman freed the the fat knight uh fat white knight ready to uh save save them all um apparently he was going to bail out block five for 400 million dollars voyager for 500 million dollars repay hundreds of millions to celsius users uh, and and millions to, to skybridge now how much of this is actually true so apparently his he's estimated to be worth 11 billion dollars quite a lot of money for someone in their, their 20s his trading firm alameda made a billion dollars in profit last year um like i have no proof of this but from what i hear alameda um maybe actually have access to ftx's order books and be betting against ftx customers uh not not the most ethical of practices um but it does make you very rich uh, and so now you can now you're able to bail out uh companies um and journalists love love a hero, right? Even if they're not a real hero, um, it, 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 it generates some clicks. Um, it generates some ad money. Let's have a look at these bailouts, right? BlockFi. Had a liquidity crisis. Many people expected it to happen at some point. BlockFi seem to have had uh, $250 million offered by FTX. Some were saying it was going to be $400 million. But what actually happened? No. This was a way for Sam to get uh, a, a foot in the door uh, and to play some funny games uh, and acquire BlockFi for so much uh, less than it uh, was, was previously supposedly worth. Uh, 96% lower than the headline figure and 99.6% discount on, on their previous valuation. You can see they had a huge um, drop right in their, in their down run. I believe um, Castle Island Ventures, I think, invested in the previous round. They then, uh, um, I believe, uh, yeah, didn't get much of that back. So... Uh, Guess you got to dye your hair and uh, you know, go mental or something. But hey, you do what you want to do, Nick. But SBF, yeah, running around, playing with these other companies, acquiring these other companies. How much did he actually put in? Nothing. It was yep. bought with, bought with debt, not equity. There were a number of other bailouts. What happened with these? So five hundred million to to Voyager. Oh, Sam spent nothing, and backed out of it. 
Okay. And then, uh, oh, wait a second. Voyager's largest unsecured creditor is Alameda Research. Okay. So the company's, so actually he's, he's, he's the, he's lending to these companies and then buying them when they get, when they get wrecked and not, not paying anything. So is, is, is he a, is Sam the look, is he like a loan shark? These, these crypto funds, like what, what, I mean, he, he's a bit fat for a shark. It doesn't, doesn't seem, doesn't, I mean, he's got sharp teeth. What do you think, Phil? Okay. So this is, this is my takeaway on this. Um, it doesn't make a difference that he backed out of all of that. It doesn't make a difference that he never ended up spending a penny or fixing anything because all that matters was the initial news, right? The initial news that the idea Right. Like, cause, cause again, like people, you know, it, it's funny, like a lot of times, you know, we see stuff like this happen and we think it's like very specific to this person, right? This person, Sam. But what people don't realize is you got, you got to zoom out and look at it like a story, right? We need a character that is believable that can step into this role where people and the media specifically will buy it up. And that's exactly what they found. Right. He's got an exchange. He's got this research arm that also invests, you know, in VCs. He comes across as saying the right things that he's going to, you know, he's got a plan. He can bail these people out. He can fix this. So it all becomes a really great story. It's completely irrelevant that none of that shit got done. It's completely irrelevant. So don't get me wrong. Like, I mean... Pot a lot of Bitcoiners, we kind of told you so. You know, we kind of told politics. you to stay away from, huh? He's playing politics, right? What, yeah, so exactly. What, that, that's all what, it is. What you want to do is you want to you show yourself to be the, to be the, you know, the 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 kind of the charitable person of the industry, while whilst uh, you know paying for some uh, political campaigns. So so you've got some optics uh, to to go with the the bribery. Um, Sam is a very clever man, guys. I've said this before. Do not underestimate Sam Bankman-Fried. Um, he's he's playing, and this comes back to the thing about, you know, saving or rather, if you have some wealth, you have some runway, it enables greater, um, more strategic thinking, um, whether that be for the good or not, Phil. And I I think, it, you know, in the... It, it, in the long term, do we see essentially shitcoiners trying to kind of just take as much fiat wealth as they can from uh, degenerates, and they don't really care if Bitcoin does does well or not because they can, um, you know, just play the same fiat games, right? Gain gain dollars, buy politicians, create security around income um pump your bags it's sad yep. isn't it like like big bitcoin is meant to be I, I don't like saying it's for everyone right i think bitcoin's for anyone but not everyone right you it anyone can can do something is is it suitable for for everyone to use it at all levels today um are people ready mentally to to use bitcoin 
Um, different people are at different stages. Um, you know, but the, these 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 shitcoiners, they're wanting to control narratives. They're wanting to control behavior. They're wanting to harvest your time and energy, just like the fear overlords of of the past, you know, few decades. So don't trust them. Fuck shit coins. Buy Bitcoin. Stop being nihilistic. Have some hope. Very well said. Very well said. Um, all right. You have. Uh, is there anything else for the shitcoin corner, or are we wrapping that up? I mean, I already said fuck shit coins, right, Phil? So, oh, yeah, you did. I man, you're right. You did say fuck shit coins. All right. So look, everybody, this was our episode today. Don't forget to smash the likes and subscribe. Don't forget to check us out. We've got awesome daily pleb content on theplebunderground.com. Sign up to our newsletter. Don't forget, Walton runs the Bitcoin Council of Autism Spaces. So look for them on Twitter. We've been doing some recently with the Chateau. It's, it's been they've been very entertaining. Uh, we've been doing some some long spaces. The the Chateau the Chateau of Autism. We have a, a mashup. Uh, but yeah, guys, we've been we've been playing around with with the sound. Uh, please let us know this was pleb underground. We'll see you next week. Awesome! Don't forget to support the Space Cat at defendingbtc.com, and of course, don't forget to check us out on our audio-only platforms: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. And if you want to stream us sats. Check us out on fountain.fm. You could stream us sats through Breeze.